Well, there are no words. <laughs> this game could have been over after 20 minutes. Could have been done with two minutes left. And in the end, it was not Heartbreak City 2.0. What a what a way to end this season. Wow. Welcome to Locked On UCLA. It's Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, the uh, last reaction of the year. <laughs> and didn't seem like it would be 12 seconds left, and all of a sudden, Strother hits a mind-boggling three. Bruins get stripped, have a last-second chance at it, and the season for the second consecutive year falls heartbreakingly short in the Sweet 16. Wow. I don't really know what words there are because this would have been a chat I had concocted two minutes left, and all of a sudden you're like, here they go, here they go, and then the Bruins hit the big three. We're hopping up and down. And then Strother hits an absurd shot. The Bruins have two chances to tie or take the lead in the final, what, 12 seconds of the game, and it could not happen. Again, to pregame keys, we talked about how Drew Timmy couldn't dominate. Well, he literally flat-out dominated with 36-13. and 13. We talked about rebounding the basketball for UCLA. Minus 24 Minus nine in the offensive glass. Gonzaga was plus 12 in second chance points. Malachi Smith was spectacular at the bench for Gonzaga, 14 points. And for a game where UCLA played all their heart, put all their heart out, got steals, had missed free throws, had a chance at the end, even took the lead on a big Amari Bailey bucket. In the end, it wasn't enough. <laughs> and it just sucks because in this year for UCLA, it seemed like they needed to steal a game especially with how shorthanded they were without Clark and especially without a dumb bone. I wasn't even sure he wasn't going to play until I, I saw before, before the game. And despite all that, the Bruins played their very hardest, their heart to the final seconds of the game, but it's, it, it's March madness. It, sometimes it just ends in tears. It, it just does. And UCLA had the big advantage in the first half. They were forcing turnovers, getting points off turnovers, but again, in the second half, UCLA shot 30%. And all, imagine all those buckets coming in the final minute plus with that Hawkeyes layup, another Hawkeyes layup. So 11-minute stretch in the second half. We've seen the Bruins do this, maybe not to this extreme, where they can somewhat get bullied on the boards. Some might have said in the comments that Northwestern was an, you know, an anomaly. Uh, this, this Gonzaga game was not going to be an anomaly. It was going to be an extreme measure. And in March... When things swing so heavily, so heavily to one direction that, you know, sometimes you can't turn it. It's not like in a regular season game, you get the home crowd at Pauley Pavilion, despite what sounded like a good, loud crowd in Vegas. You know, in the end, the Bruins got bullied in the paint. Gonzaga outran them just a little bit in a game that only saw a few lead changes and a couple of them coming in the last minute. You know, it was another classic between Gonzaga and UCLA. I was ready to come up here and say Heartbreak City 2.0, get excited for the UConn matchup, and instead that didn't happen. Overall, you can't be disheartened because the Bruins played their hearts out. And as soon as we saw Dembono was out, you had to think, oh, 
there's no way the line could favor UCLA in this game anymore. Drew Timmy went to work. The joke was he was going to score 40. If he hadn't missed all those free throws, he would have been on the verge of that. And I know everybody was saying, yeah, Timmy, he's going to get his. But he got his and then some. Although the big shot goes to Strother, UCLA, man, they just had their times. I said in this game we needed three singleton threes. He hit two of them, a couple of big shots. We needed UCLA needed some much, much better early second half offense. When you saw the Bruins short-arming some open shots to begin when they could have put this game up to 15, the, the Bailey alley-oop at the beginning, Tiger missing a couple of shots early, even Hawkins not getting the same work. It was just, you could tell, they're a little short, a bit gassed, and then Gonzaga turned it on. There's that stretch where it's a 12-point game. They made a layup, got an and one, missed the free throw, got another layup. Then the awkward, weird 10-second violation that we didn't really see on the broadcast. And then they got another layup. So Gonzaga went from down 12 to down 6 in the blink of an eye. and Nobody really knew what was going on. One of those fairly you know, rare turnovers for UCLA. But overall, it came down to cold stretches, which we've, seen, which we've definitely seen from UCLA. Big runs from the opposition. You can go back to the SC game. You can even go to the Arizona game in the Pac-12 tournament. Illinois, way back in November, ironically, in Las Vegas. And a game where they put they play their hearts out, their hearts and souls out. You just go out to the seniors. And we'll have another episode talking about what's next for the Bruins. But in the end, you know, they came, you know, it just seemed when they're down eight, you're like, is it over? We've seen this story where the Bruins get down eight, they can get some steals or get a couple of missed layups and they'll make it a one-point game. It's UCLA-Gonzaga. There's no way this would be a boring game, right? This wasn't 2015 when the teams were, you know, mismatched. This was a clearly fun back-and-forth game. And in the end, the Bruins got stuck a little tired and undermanned and went cold at the wrong time. You got to give credit to Gonzaga. They didn't just give up straight layups in the second half. And the Bruins missed their shots. Gonzaga made 47% of their shots, even less than what they did in the first half. But the Bruins could not force those turnovers as consistently, as dominantly as they did in the first half. I believe through the first two games and a half in this one, the UCLA, I think they said, was plus 38 in points off turnovers. And in the second half, UCLA did not get that same amount of dominance because again we talked about this it really came down to two things stopping drew timmy and second chance points or rebounding the bruins couldn't get a rebound at times to save their lives in this game and that really cost them there's so many other things we'll digest in a fuller more extended version of this but again that just this is just hard <laughs> this is just brutal we'll, we'll talk about it more but ucla fans you know it, it, it just it sucks. Sometimes March strikes and, and it struck in the absolute worst way possible. You know, it didn't come at the buzzer, but it basically did with the Strother bucket, UCLA turning it over, you know, a Tiger Campbell turnover of all things, which is usually one of the rarest things for someone who was on the top of the country, top five, top 10, I think, in assisted turnover ratio. So, you know, I think what that last turnover by Campbell was his only turnover of the game in 38 minutes compared to nine assists. And it comes in the final seconds, right? Last year, it was Tiger Campbell, I think, slipping with the ball in the Sweet 16 against North Carolina. The irony, the sadness, and, you know, you just have to applaud them for their effort. You, you can't really get too angry about this team that has two starters out, you know. Could be a very different game. 
We're not going to linger on that fact right now because there's very many ways the Bruins could have won this game and still advanced without Clark and without Bona. And despite going field goal-less for 11-plus minutes in the second half when the game was practically over and they had a lead. It was over and they still had a lead in the final 12 seconds. So it, it just it just mightily sucks. There's no way to put it, get around it. We'll talk about it in depth coming up. We'll have to deal with the sadness all week long. You know, it's March Madness for a reason and turns into March Sadness. So in the meantime, UCLA fans, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, which I believe had the line at minus 2.5 or 1.5, might have switched even before the game. Check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to make them and find out your bonus bet situation. You get $1,000 back if you're a new customer. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel. In the meantime, I'm Zach anderson Yoxheimer. Man, March hasn't been an easy month, but, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll certainly move on. We'll applaud the team for their efforts. We'll show up next season, and we'll salute Hawkes. If Campbell doesn't come back, Campbell, Singleton, is Bailey gone? All those questions looming in the wings. And in the end, we'll talk about that coming up. That's why you got to stay tuned with Locked On UCLA because we got more episodes, more content coming. In the meantime, I know you don't want to do it. If you're listening at home, you're going to have to do it anyway. It's an eight-clap time. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You, see, like, you see, like, fight, fight, fights, fight, fight, fight. They did. You, you can't deny that. In the meantime, this has been locked on UCLA. The final reaction of the college basketball season. We'll talk about this in depth coming up on Friday and in more episodes to come. Thanks for tuning in. Go Bruins.